Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Night Sky Podcast. My name's Billy Newman. And I'm Marina Hansen. And tonight we are live again in the field, in the wild. We are under the night sky in Maui, Hawaii, and we are up near a coffee plantation up the road from the Lahaina, Kanapali area. And it's cool. We have a sky above us. We have a little bit of like cloud and mist and stuff over to the side, but it's really more clear and darker than it was a few nights ago when we had talked uh, closer to the full moon. So we probably have a we probably have a couple hours even until the moon comes up tonight. I think since it's been a couple days, but it's nice. We are under the night sky tonight, and we were gonna I guess make some observations and talk about them a little bit while we're hanging out here uh, under the sky. So it's kind of fun. What did we talk about last time, Marina? We were talking. We were going through like a bunch of the star stuff and sort of like where some of the, the things were. I think we talked about like the summer triangle, or like some of the star, like Vega and Deneb and Altair. Oh, I wanted to talk tonight about like how we can see the Milky Way tonight, and it's cool right now. This time in October, like what you notice over there is like you see that area of the sky, and so what you might notice is like. Well, you see Taurus over there. Do you see Taurus over there? It's pretty faint, but you can kind of make out that V. I'm sure after this car passes. <laughs> <laughs> Once the headlights are gone. <laughs> Once the headlights are in the eyes. Okay. It. Well, so okay. Look up there, over to the east. You see the Pleiades. I do see the Pleiades. All right. Yes. So if the Pleiades are the, the tail of the bull, the little tag of the tail, then the, then the horns of the bull. Are down here, so you see the V I down there. I do see that. Yes. Yeah, and so that bright star that we see is Aldebaran, and then we have like the V of the bull over there in Taurus. So we see we see Taurus over there, and then we see the Pleiades, and then we move up here and we see parts of Perseus. So we see like Capella down there in Auriga, Auriga. I need to learn my constellations, but we see Perseus up here which we'll get into that in a little bit too. I want to talk about Perseus stuff. And then as we move up here, we see Cassiopeia. And then we kind of move across here. And then we see Deneb and Seder and Vega and then Altair over to the side. And then we kind of move on further down toward the western horizon where we see Sagittarius. And so what you'll notice with this is this band right here is the Milky Way. You see that, how, how it's kind of like right through there? Yeah, so it's, it's a lot more noticeable tonight. Yeah, and what's cool, though, at this time of year is what we're noticing is so in the summertime, we would have been looking at the Milky Way running north-south as it rose up above the horizon. So you would look kind of up here, and you'd, you'd sort of see the band of the Milky Way stretch from the north part of the sky to just the due south part of the sky. And that's sort of the weird kind of motion that you see in the stars over the night is that as they kind of turn around the north star over here where is the north star maybe it's the north star over there it might be lower than i think but uh as we see the stars rotate around the north star they they kind of have like a circular motion to them so they come up from the east or north east area and then they, they come up they straighten out at the top toward their zenith and then they start to kind of curl back in and so that's why some of the stars are like circumpolar like the ones that are I don't know, well, at least, like, this this far south, even in Hawaii, that's a little bit different than what we're used to at home. But, like, if it, if it were a little bit further home, you would kind of see the set of stars that sort of turn around the North Star, but they would stay up the whole time. So they'd be, like, up 
throughout the year. I think like Arcturus is close to that. If you're in northern latitudes, I think like up near, I don't know, up in Canada or something like that, or up uh, definitely like in Alaska, you can see Arcturus. I think the whole year long as it kind of cruises around the bottom and then comes up again. Similar with Capella too, as you can see that for almost the whole year, because it's in like a, a part of the sky that just sort of stays up because you're so far north this far south they they set i guess i don't know seasonally of course um so it's kind of interesting spotting that out but what we notice now though and what we're talking about is this band of the milky way that stretches across east west now so we have sagittarius really sort of over probably what's on the western horizon where like saturn is i think we probably can't even see it right now it's probably close to down or or just in like the the murk of the clouds sort of on the horizon line of the ocean but what's cool is, yeah, we've kind of moved this way eastwardly. And so what we do is we move from Sagittarius, which is what we know as a summer constellation, like a summer and sort of end of summer fall constellation. And then we move up to this stuff that was summer constellation, like Vega, Deneb, Seder, Altair, like those stars. And then we move over here to like Cassiopeia, which is one that we really kind of don't see rise. Well, Cassiopeia is the one that's really probably one that kind of goes around circumpolar around the the North Star along with the Big Dipper. That's probably like what's most noticeable about some of those, the asterisms that make up the the constellations around the North Star. But what we notice is that that's sort of a winter constellation that starts to rise up. And then we see Perseus, which is sort of a winter constellation. And then we see that stretch over there to Capella, which is part of the the winter constellations that are kind of come up and we see it stretch over there to Taurus and Alderbaran and the Pleiades which is sort of a winter constellation and then after that we're going to see Orion and then here in Hawaii we're going to get to see Sirius and Procyon of course but then further south of that because we're further south nearer the equator we're going to get to see Canopus come up and so what you're noticing is that all of these bright stars that make up a number of constellations these over here to the west in the summertime and then these over here in the east are winter constellations that are coming up and so we're we're at that fall point right now where now we're going to start seeing these winter constellations in the milky way these bright stars that are here sort of bend up and then they're going to start to point toward the south again and that's where we kind of get that rotation of the stars throughout the year to come through does that make sense a little bit yeah, I, know I remember noticing it from past years. Yeah, so what's cool about this time of year, and then I think like another time when we were out in eastern Oregon, we were hanging out late at night on a camping trip with Robert in the springtime in March. Remember that? And we went out and we looked out on the sky, and we could kind of see sort of on the horizon we were looking at and kind of making note of the stars we could see. And it was sort of this same circumstance in reverse, where you get to see summer constellations and winter constellations and sort of how they're all on this band of the Milky Way but at a certain time of year the fall and then now or then later the springtime you get to see kind of a a different view of them than maybe what you're used to during the winter or during the summer where they're they're kind of rotated east-west along the axis it's kind of cool it's interesting checking it out so the thing I wanted to point out as one of the winter constellations was Perseus up here. Do you see this one up here? I do. So we see like, it's kind of hard to spot a little bit. So there's Cassiopeia, which is the W form we see here. And then out sort of from Cassiopeia, this way is the constellation of Andromeda. East of Cassiopeia. 
Yeah, it'd be east to Cassiopeia as we kind of lead out a little bit. That's going to be like the constellation of Andromeda. And so up there is going to be the Andromeda galaxy, which I think we had spotted and talked about before. And then over here, like, uh, so down there is Capella that we can spot. And that's, it's like that star. And then do you see like those, the, uh, you see probably one star and then there's a third star over there and then a fourth, but there's like a little like kind of curve shape right there. And that's like the constellation that Capella's in. But up here is Perseus. And so I guess it's the head of Perseus over toward, I guess what would be the west side. And then you kind of come down and then out along this stretch over here is where Perseus is is the hero holding up the head of the Medusa. And so that's that side over there. Do you see that? On the east side? Yeah, on the east side. So I think it's I think it's the star, that bright star there, I think is Murfak. It's like M-A-R-F-A-K. I'll probably screw up these names. And then the brighter star that's kind of out to the side is, oh, I saw a little shooting star. Hey, that's our second one tonight. Woo! Thanks for seeing little shooting stars. Um, <laughs> so the so the first one I think is Murfak, and then the other one out here is like Algol, and I think Algol was like an Arabic word because like a bunch of these star names are Arabic. I think Algol was one that meant head of the ghoul, and so that's sort of related to like Perseus and how it's Perseus holding up the head of Medusa, which is pretty cool. So it's just kind of an interesting way of thinking about that constellation. But yeah, so that's the constellation of Perseus over there. It's kind of neat. And then we see like the Pleiades over there, like that little bit of a dipper, a little cluster of stars, which is like the tail, I think I was mentioning earlier, of Taurus the bull. And then, so Taurus is in the zodiac line. Um, well, like, I think after that, it's like, was it like Taurus and like, uh, Gemini and Cancer are kind of all over there. And then we're going to see like Leo. I probably got those out of order just now. And then what, if you were going to, I guess, rotate that up, like up here a little higher, do you see these two stars up here? So there's the Pleiades down there. And then there's like these two stars that are a little closer together up here. Northwest of the Pleiades. What would that be? It would be... Or just west of the Pleiades. It would be west of the Pleiades and just a little south. So the Pleiades, and then it's these two stars. I see them. Yeah, so that is the constellation Aries up there. And so it's like Aries the ram that's in that spot. And uh, so that's like another one of the constellations that's in the zodiac sign. I think that's the one that would be in the sun during the month of maybe it's April. Does that sound right? I think April. And then it's Pisces before that, which is going to be eh, kind of over here, I guess. Is like the constellation of Pisces, the two fish. And then is it Aquarius and Capricorn? Or is it the other way around? Well, golly. Well, there's Capricorn out there by where by where Mars is, and then I think it's moving into Aquarius over here, and then it's Pisces over here, and then Aries over here, and then Taurus over there. 
huh, maybe I'm getting that right. <laughs> but it's cool getting to see some of these stars out here. I think that's kind of neat. Yeah, that's cool seeing them lined up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's cool uh, getting to see them like in a line <laughs> like that, and uh, and yeah, getting to make some observations is pretty fun. Yeah, it's really interesting getting to go through and see like how some of the Milky Way constellations are lined up here. Uh, east to west as we see it now and then how some of these zodiac constellations are kind of lined up just a little askew south of there now and it's kind of interesting seeing how the zodiacs or where the path of the stars and the sun or pardon the path of the planets and the sun sort of intersect with the area of the milky way over there and then they do it again as uh, as the sun goes around and intersects with the milky way over on that side where you get over toward uh, towards Scorpio and Sagittarius on the other side. So it's kind of interesting sort of seeing how those two bands sort of come around and intersect with each other a couple times a year. I just think that's kind of interesting to sort of spot out a bit. But yeah, it's cool getting to spot out um, like Taurus over there and the Pleiades starting to come up. I'm excited for some of these winter constellations to come up and I'm excited to get to see some of the stuff like Canopus and some of the southern constellations that... Uh, we can't really see from the mainland United States. Me too. I'm really excited to have uh, like a whole year of getting to see constellations move through in the southern or more southern yeah, hemisphere. Yeah, the more southern hemisphere would be really cool. We have to make a trip to the southern sky, Marina. That'd be so fun. I want to see uh, like okay. a whole... Uh, I'd be so disoriented. But I've never seen <laughs> totally any Totally new stars. sky. That'd be really stars. cool. Yeah, it'd be really fun. Yeah, I think you would just see a, like a bit like how we see the... Like the const, like the zodiac constellations of summer, like how we see Scorpio on our southern horizon, we would see it on our northern horizon. Wouldn't that be wild? Like I feel so turned around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah really I feel, interesting. Yeah, because I orient myself at night at least, like so much by like, oh yeah, I know that one, and I know that one, and I see how that comes up, and you're just kind of familiar with it because it's your home. But yeah, once you move into the southern sky, it'd be it'd be totally different in a way, I guess. So, I want to see the large and small Magellanic clouds. I've heard about those before. I've never really seen them. I've seen like pictures and stuff of them, but it's like um, it's like two little chunks of the Milky Way galaxy that are separated from the Milky Way galaxy, and so it's like this little kind of clump of the Milky Way look, but just like out, out and off, and in the southern hemisphere. Oh, how interesting! Yeah, yeah, be that really would be cool. really neat to see. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be really fun. But I think those are pretty pretty deep southern sky, and uh, yeah, it'd be really fun to get to spot some of that stuff, but. So that'll wrap up most of our stuff. I think we're going to come back for a Halloween episode soon, which I think we have a couple cool things to talk about that we've been learning about in relation to how the holiday of Halloween exists in relation to the calendar. I think that'll be really cool to talk about. So on behalf, or excuse me, I guess we're going to wrap up our podcast now. So thank you guys very much for listening to uh, this episode of the Night Sky Podcast. My name's Billy Newman. And I'm Marina Hansen. And we will talk to you again soon on Halloween. Bye.